The winter holidays, Hanukkah, Christmas, Solstice, Yule, or Kwanzaa, for this grandparent, and indeed now great-grandparent, is a vastly different experience from the winter holidays that I experienced as a parent. Vastly different, vastly more daunting. One looks at the many children of the family who seem surrounded by trends, toys, the devices they desire, and it occurs to many of us that we need to approach the holidays in our own unique way. Our job now, after all, is not just to please the passing whim of children. Our role is different. Our role is to model giving to the wider world, of being aware of other children who are not surrounded by stuff, showing the children in our families the importance of caring, of reaching out, of giving, to be the person who creates and honors family traditions to lay down memories and give our grandchildren the gift of shared moments that our little ones can carry into their future. Which is where the importance of books comes in. A lovely book suitable to read to and share with children over and over and over again until it becomes the battered, cherished volume that will always be part of their lives. A very battered copy of A.A. A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh still gets pulled down from my bookshelf frequently, and every time it does, I am once again a very little girl in an English farmhouse kitchen being read to by my gentle grandmother, who was born during the reign of Queen Victoria. But in the vast quantity of books offered in bookshops and online, it's very hard to locate those future treasures. And it's tough not to imagine that most of the books you encounter won't be read once and discarded, like this year's fashion. I had the sheer joy in this past two weeks of discovering two authors whose books are suitable to become part of a child's longer tradition. Two books that I'm confident that my great-grandchildren will take down from their bookshelf and tell their children were read to them by their old Welsh great-grandmother who was born in the reign of Queen Elizabeth II. April Genevieve Tuholke's latest book is called Merry and Hark, A Christmas Story. Here is a moment from Merry and Hark. The human carefully puts me into a box and then into a blue, shiny beast. She takes me back to my vast conifer forest, to the eastern hemlocks, to the white spruce, and black spruce, and red spruce, and to the balsam firs, to the white pines, and red pines. The human's feet swish through the glittering snow. She tells me, You are strong and brave, and a symbol of hope. You are a reminder of the beauty of the forest and all the wild free creatures who live there. She raises her arm toward the cold twilight sky and releases me. I saw up and up and up. I do not look back. 
April Genevieve to Holkey's latest book, Merry and Hark, A Christmas Story. I had the opportunity to speak to April Genevieve to Hulkey recently by phone. This book was inspired by a true event. In November of 2020, uh, a northern Sawat owl was found nesting inside the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And she was treated at a wildlife center and released back into the wild. And 2020 was the first year of the pandemic. And I think this story resonated with people as that year drew to a close because if this tiny little saw-wet owl, you know, they're only about the size of your fist, could survive in this city, you know, in this new world, so could we. And I read these articles on this little bird and I immediately started writing the story. It's a beautiful story, beautifully told. I do love the way when you introduce us to Mary and the world that she lives in, they're not just pine trees, you identify them, which I think is so important. They're trees, like other trees, with names. Exactly. They're, right, they're individuals. <laughs> they, have, they have names. The trees are different. Yeah, I, I love trees. <laughs> you can tell, yeah. And I love the way you also introduce the other kinds of owls that exist because small children might just think of owl. If they've never seen a saw-wet owl, just see in their mind the horned owl, they might not realize all the different types of owls. Mary goes on an adventure. You talked about the, the big owl who lives in the tree, who tells stories of other owls who have been brave. Are those derived from old folk tales and myths? You know, my greatest inspiration was actually The Hobbit, the theme of a small creature doing great things. And... Mary looking at all these really beautiful and big owls who've done these grand things, but also, even though she's so small, also wanting to do to do something grand, to go on a grand adventure, and then, and she does. And then at the end of the story, then the Sebastian the owl tells stories about her, and I think that's very much a fantasy theme, and I love fantasy. I love especially that children will realize that a great adventure can be woven into a tale for the future, a hero tale. Like all good stories, it has tension. It has scary bits, but not too scary that you have to hide. Not, not too scary, but and, and, and sad that, too, with the tree, you know, with Har, what happens to, to Mary's tree. Yeah, yeah. But then there's hope at the end, like all good stories. When the tree goes quiet yeah. and you think, oh, that's what happens when we drag a tree out of the forest. I know. I try not to make it too dark, but but that is what happens. <laughs> and I mean, I, it is a bit sad, you know, and I don't want to shame people who want to cut down trees to celebrate Christmas, but cutting down trees is sad, <laughs> especially really big old trees. And I love the fact that you allow for that. And it also yeah. might make them relate to sadnesses they have, where yeah. people and things are gone, but the stories live on, and the adventures live on. And Hark is celebrated. Hark becomes this wonderful, magnificent, mystical, gorgeous, lit-up tree. Do you get to choose your illustrator? Is, is she chosen for you? My, my editor asked me for uh, examples of art that I wanted to use, and so I sent her some, and then they found Rebecca. And when she sent in the, the full-color illustrations, 
for this story, I actually, I, I cried. <laughs> I was so moved to see my words translated through someone else, through their art. And I think she, she nailed the images so perfectly. She's incredible. This is her very first book. That, you know, the illustrations are wonderful, but the words, the words, April, are, are just incredible. Do you plan to give us more stories, uh, maybe more adventures of Mary, or has Mary had her one big adventure? I think Mary has had her one big adventure, but I do have another children's book coming out in 2025. The illustrations are being done right now for it, called Rebecca the White House Raccoon. And then I hope to keep writing children's books for as long as I can. I I love it. It's it's magic. <laughs> I really love it. I really love collaborating. I really love seeing the art. I really love it. April Genevieve Taholki. Her book is Mary and Hark. A Christmas Story, beautifully illustrated by Rebecca Santo. Tom Spicer and his famous guinea pig, Waffles, has another adventure for us. Tom's latest book is called A Day with Waffles and Alexis. Tom delighted us with his presence at the WVIA studio in Williamsport last week, to tell us more about this latest adventure with waffles. Well, the last Waffles book, A Week with Waffles, yes, yes. is such a delightful book, beloved by grandchildren and children, especially in this part of the world. So I was so excited that you were going to come back and talk about your latest Waffles book, A Day with Waffles and Alexis. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about who Alexis is, was and why you wrote this book. It's kind of hard to do without getting emotional about it. Alexis was a, a very special person. Uh, Alexis Weiser, the eldest daughter of my longtime partner, Maria Weiser. Her smile would light up the room. She was always the life of any party and had countless friends and was one of the smartest people I've ever encountered as well. Unfortunately, Alexis passed away unexpectedly in late May. It's been devastating, to be quite honest, um, for the family and for the friends. And she was very involved with the rugby community. She played rugby at Penn State at the time of her passing, was a volunteer assistant coach at Penn State University for women's rugby and at State College High School as well for their uh, rugby team. So I decided in an effort to deal with that grief and to do something special for her friends and family to do a Waffles book about Alexis. I came up with the idea a few days after her passing. We went up to State College to her apartment to get some things, and her rugby friends were there. And that's kind of what sparked the idea. I said, hey, I'm going to do a book about Alexis and Waffles and have some of the proceeds benefit Penn State Women's Rugby. And that's what it came to be. It took me a couple months to formulate and write. And then my illustrator, Maria Samuel, just did a magnificent job or I came up with a list of all the uh, things that Alexis loved to do and tried to picture her doing that with waffles. After a while, I had a long list. Then I had several pages and I sent it off to the illustrator with lots of pictures of Alexis and the other characters in the book. We have Cashew the dog who Alexis would always take care of. In fact, Maria and I are taking care of Cashew next week for a week. And we had Leon and Django, the cats who belong to Alexis's sister, Nicole, and her two best friends, really, Kate and Madison. 
who played rugby with her. So I think it really connects for people who knew Alexis, but you don't have to know Alexis to enjoy the book. No, in fact, you get to know Alexis. Yes. And I think that that's rather lovely. And, and what a wonderful tribute to it's so hard losing somebody. I am so very sorry. And it's so difficult walking through grief. And what a wonderful way to pay tribute to somebody in a yeah. very meaningful way and introducing Alexis to the young public who are going yeah. to be reading this and all the mums and dads and grandparents and great-grandparents, I'm one, <laughs> who's, who's going to be reading this good, good. endlessly yes. <laughs> to, to their great-grandchildren. One thing I've noticed about both of your Waffles books is that the illustration and the words are seamless. It's I'm almost tempted to say, oh, look, you've put this, this, yeah. and this in, because it seems like it's a seamless. So there's not this disjointed right. thing between, well, the illustrator was amazing and the writer was eh, yeah. or the writer was amazing and the, the illustrations illustrator. are eh. It's just seamless and, and gorgeous. If I had to illustrate it, Fiona, my it would be stick figures. But uh, Marina Samuel, the illustrator, and I make a good team. And I've never met her in person. That's the funny thing. She's in Argentina. And she took it upon herself I reached when I reached out to her that she moved this book up into number one priority. She told me that doing this book, she felt she got to know Alexis really well. Yes. In fact, just reading it briefly once, I feel like yeah. I've got to know Alexis very well. And the lovely thing is you have pictures on the back if anybody wants to refer to find out who you are and who Alexis is right. and indeed who Waffles. Yes. <laughs> Waffles. Can't forget Waffles. Waffles is the heroine of the story right. after yeah. all. I've turned to a middle part of the book, which I just, of course, love because it's an illustration of where we're sitting right now, the Community <laughs> Arts Centre in Your Williams. studio. And yeah. my studio's <laughs> all lit up. Very exciting. <laughs> Do you want to read the little bit about Alexis oh, and sure. Waffles going to the CAC. Alexis and I enjoy musicals. Watching the talented performers sing and dance on stage is inspiring. And the Community Arts Center is beautiful. I'm so thankful that Alexis invited me. Who takes you to special places? That's lovely. And every it? page, like the first Waffles book, has questions to engage the reader. That's so very important. And that's one of the things that I enjoyed so much about your last book. And this one, on the page before, Waffles is getting dressed up. Yeah. Alexis is taking me to see a Broadway musical at Williamsport's Community Arts Centre. I can tell you a fun story about that. The illustrator first sent the picture, the draft for that. She had Alexis in this flowing dress. Alexis never wore a dress. <laughs> I could count on one, my one hand how many times in life she wore a dress. So we had a... Uh, sent her another picture of Alexis's version of Dressed Up, and the illustrator did a good job with that. It is a wonderful book. Where can we get this book? You can get it online at Amazon.com. That's where all my books are. And if you're in the Williamsport area, you, of course, can stop by the one and only auto bookstore downtown. What a treasure that is for us to have. Tom Speicher speaking about his book, A Day with Waffles and Alexis. Two books that are sure to become family favourites. Merry and Hark, A Christmas Story, written by April Genevieve de Hulke, and Tom Speicher's book, A Day with Waffles and Alexis. Both can be found at 
any good bookshop. Many thanks to both April Genevieve Taholki and Tom Speicher. And to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.